Welcome to the Horror Ghoulies Podcast. It's going to be a real spooker. Hello, everyone. Hi! You're here with your hosts. I'm Mitch. I'm Rebel. And Stevie is notably missing. Yeah, we're we're missing (laughs) a uh, host today, as you can tell. But we're going to try to work through that. Just gambling all of our money away in Las Vegas. Hopefully to win us some money. How's that? That'd be fun. Yeah. Some money when we can promote the podcast. Oh, yeah. Give us some big dollars. <laughs> uh, we were supposed to release an episode last week, and we didn't. Right, <laughs> but yeah. for now on, we're going to do every other week, as long as our schedules allow it. Yes. We're going to try our best. Yep. All right. Uh-huh. This week we're doing Wolf of Snow Hollow. I was so excited to watch this one. This is like one of my favorites. It actually came out dur- during the pandemic. Mm. That's when I first heard of it. And I waited for it to come out for so long. Because I was just like, I I was following it when it was like. Oh, really? Oh, that's fun. I wanted to watch it. And then it finally came on streaming and I watched it and just fell in love with it. It's so good. I can. Yeah, I can see that because it's, it's really good. Jim Cummings is like such a good director. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's got a couple other movies, uh, Thunder Road, which is like essentially this movie, but just like without the horror element. It's like he's a cop and it's like a family drama. It's pretty good. Okay. And then he's got another movie called The Beta Test, which I don't really, I I know I've seen it, but I haven't seen it for a while, so I can't remember what it's about. Yeah. You watch a lot of movies, so it probably just goes in in one year at the other kind of thing. Yeah. It wasn't as good as the, his other two. Oh, really? It's about a Hollywood agent oh. who receives a mysterious letter from an anonymous sexual encounter and becomes ensnared in a sinister world of lying, infidelity, and digi- digital data. That doesn't sound very intriguing to me. Yeah. <laughs> I like the werewolves. <laughs> yeah. I was intrigued by that. That's why this is like my favorite one by him, because I, I like the werewolf element, but mm. his other one's really good. Uh, the... The Thunder Road is, like, really good. We might have to watch that sometime. Not on the podcast, because it's not horror, but just, you know, some other time. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll get into, like, the facts and stuff. Yeah. I will say the very intro of this was kind of boring. Like, the intro part. Not, like, the beginning of the movie. The intro. Oh, like, the, the whole scenic. landscape thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because it went on for, like, a long time. Yeah, my ADHD kicked in and I was just like, I'm bored. <laughs> so, I, and I, I was kind of worried when I saw that. I was like, I hope the whole movie isn't like, have scenes like this. But I was very pleasantly surprised that it was not. The very intro was like not a depiction of what the movie was at all. I think they were trying to set up the scenery and set up like the vibe of the town. But I don't know. Yeah. Because it was just like mountains and then like people like skiing or sledding and then like more mountains and then maybe a lake and then more mountains. And I was just like, these are pretty, but like I don't need a 30 second overview of each scene for so long. Yeah, it went on for a while. It did. I think it was just trying to set this, set the mood, I guess. Yeah. Dirty mood. And it was based in Utah. It was based in Utah. Do we know where it was filmed at? Was it actually filmed in Utah? Yeah, Thomas, Utah. Okay. It was uh, filmed in March of 2019. Okay. And then um, it came out... I think it said 2020, if I remember right. Yeah, 2020. Okay. October 9th, 2020. Oh. And on demand the same day. I had never heard of this movie before. I hadn't even seen it advertised. I'm not really in the movie scene, though. So, like... Yeah, it's a... It's a indie movie for sure. Yeah. It only released in 112 theaters and it only made $91,943. Really? On a budget of $2 million. Oh, ouch. Yeah. So. That's really Because it had some really like prominent actors in it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jim Cummings actually in the new, he's in one of the new Halloween movies. He's like in a flashback. He's in um. Halloween Kills. Okay. But yeah, the cast. I'll just get into the cast real quick here. Jim Cummings as John Marshall. Ricky Lindholm as Detective Julia Robson, which I really like her. Yes. Chloe East as Jenna Marshall. 
I'm guessing that's the daughter. Yeah. They never really say her name, do they? No. I guess at the cafe, but... In my notes, I just wrote daughter down the yeah. entire time. They don't really I mean, that's her it. identity the whole time, so... Yeah. And then Jimmy Tatro as PJ Palfrey. That's the guy from the beginning. His wife gets murdered. Yeah. He's actually really funny. He's in he's in a show on Netflix called... um I think it's called like American Vandal or something like that. It's really funny. It's like a take on a true crime show, but like it's like based in high school and like <laughs> someone like draws dicks all over the cars or something like that. And they have to like figure out who it is and they <laughs> blame it on blame it on some guy. And there's like a documentary crew that has to like prove that he's innocent. It's really funny. <laughs> there's two seasons of it on uh, Netflix. It's pretty good. And then we have a, uh, Robert Forrester as Sheriff Hadley, and everybody will probably recognize him. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Will Madden as Paul Carnery. I think I think this was Robert Forrester's one of his last movies before he passed away. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah, it did pretty good uh, critically. It got an eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, seven point three on IMDb. Oh, we should probably say like where we where you can watch it. Oh yes, yeah. I just we just rented it on Vudu. Just Watch app said it was on Tubi, and I lied. Sorry, Lizzie. I told my friend Lizzie that it was on Tubi. <laughs> she's like, "Where can I watch it?" And I was like, "It's on Tubi." And then she's like, "Okay, I'll watch it." And then now she's gonna have to pay to watch it. Oh, Sorry. Um, YouTube. I said YouTube, Apple Music, Apple Music, Apple <laughs> Apple TV. Mm, where else can you watch it at? I think Amazon. Yeah, I think anywhere you can like rent movies. Yeah, anywhere you can rent movies. So you, I, as far as we know, you couldn't get it for free. You couldn't stream for free. Yeah. But honestly, this movie was worth the rental payment. I think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I would definitely recommend watching it. It's so good, especially if you like werewolf movies. It's like a comedy werewolf family drama. Like, it's definitely a niche. I could definitely see where some people would be like, I really hated this movie, and I could kind of like agree with them not i love this movie so i wouldn't agree with them but i would see where they were coming from yeah just like the quirky dry humor <laughs> yes because some people just don't like that quirky dry humor and if you don't like that you're not gonna like this movie because that's all this movie has is quirky dry humor yeah it has no other sense of humor in it at all whatsoever it has no other comedic elements but i love quirky dry humor so i was laughing Basically the entire time. Poor Mitch probably couldn't hear the movie. <laughs> I was enjoying myself. It was so fun. All right. Are we ready? Any more facts? Or are we ready to get in the movie? Um, I think we're okay. Um, Jim Cummings actually directed and wrote this movie. Oh. So. And the music is by John Lovett. And the score is so good. It's so good. It's got that like quirky like boom, yes. boom, 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 boom. It's so good. It like adds the tension. Mm-hmm. They had times where they wouldn't even speak. They would just let the music do the talking, and it was very, very well done. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, should we get into the plot then? Yeah, let's get into the plot. It was it was so good. Yeah. So where we start off at? They start off at the cabin, right? Yeah, it starts off with the montage that you said was boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the boring montage, but we can skip that part because it's boring. <laughs> yeah, uh, but then it starts with like the couple arriving at the cabin pj and i think her name's brian brian and they call her bry or brain brian they like kind of change up her name a little bit throughout just like as a nickname but i think it's brian yeah and they seem like such a good couple yeah they're so cute they're like on vacation they like get to the vacation home and she's all like freaking out she's like i look so nice in here well, yeah it's, it's, like, like... it's like an old hunter's cabin and like i was like Ugh. <laughs> and she's like oh my god it's so cute and she's like having her own little dance party and he's like who is my girlfriend right now yeah he's like you're getting snow everywhere <laughs> yeah and he's like who is this like and he's like are you gonna help me pack in the groceries like joking with her and just like having a good time and they like go out to eat and then uh they overhear the two hillbillies talking and he like mm-hmm. uses the he drops the f slur mm-hmm. and pj's like hey not about it yeah made me like pj so much more he's like can you keep it down he's like <laughs> <laughs> and then he says something about like have you heard of the internet yeah and you can teach your moms to read or something like that and the whole time his girlfriend's just like why would you do that like don't start anything and then he alludes to like having a gay brother so he's like yeah what would i do if my brother was here like i do love the part where he's they're like sipping wine and 
she's like worried about her dog and he's like isn't that one of those like foo-foo places that like oh yeah send you pictures of your dog having a pedicure your dog's fine like you're acting very la and he's like <laughs> swirling a wine glass <laughs> i love that one i love that part so much yeah it seemed like they were like bougie city people like in a small town like hick town you know yeah they said something about her coming back home so she's not so she's from there and then left and then they were coming back home to like whatever oh okay i didn't catch that i thought they were just on vacation to like ski or whatever yeah but uh they go back to the cabin and um did you notice that there was no knives yes i did he goes to look for like a a corkscrew and then he realizes that there's no knives and he opens the wine bottle with the i was expecting some final destination shit going on i thought that i so he finds some chopsticks and i was like all right i'm gonna open this bottle of wine with chopsticks i thought that chopstick was gonna go through his hand yeah he just puts the chopstick on there and just just bashes bops it with it. his hand like that would hurt so much that yeah. would not go through cork and then you see the ring but he somehow gets it yep. he does <laughs> all... and then he drinks it right out of the bottle yeah, he just starts drinking it. And then they're, like, chilling in the hot tub and stuff yeah. and just kind of, like, chilling out. And then he's, like, he goes in the shower. Yeah. Cause, and she's trying she's trying to find something, right? Like, the hot water or something. Yeah, so she was, like, she was going to, like, take down the hot tub or, like, unset the hot tub. They mentioned something later. Like, he, like, they show a scene where he, like, jumps in the shower. Yeah. Like, the water's – I thought it was because the water was hot because he's, like, ah! But, like – Later, the detective says something about she like turned the wrong knob. Oh, so maybe she turned the on the hot, hot water. water thing. Like the, maybe it was the killer turned the thinking it was the hot tub. Okay. So they actually turned the hot water off. Okay. The thing with this movie is that the time skips jump so much, and you have to pay attention to the very little details. It is definitely a movie that if you watch it again, you're going to see so many more details and find so much more little like, oh, that's why they did that. Because there are some points I'm like, why did there's a reason they did this? You know, there's a reason they did this, but you don't know why, because you had to look at a little detail from before. Yeah, the killer's like, like literally being shoved in your face the entire time. (laughs) And you have no idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like he shows up like at least four or five times. Like I saw him maybe twice. Yeah. I saw him maybe twice, and I only realized the second time when Mitch pointed it out. When when they're talking <laughs> in the diner, they have the Facebook profile. That's his profile. So they were, like, looking into him, like, from the very beginning. Oh, my goodness. But, um, yeah, so she goes out to, like, I don't know, do something with the hot tub, and he's in the shower. And then uh, he goes, he gets out of the shower, goes outside, and finds her murdered. Yeah. Because he hears something and he goes outside. And that's yeah, when all hell breaks loose in the small little town. It was brutal, too. It was a brutal, brutal murder. It was the, like... That's hanging everywhere and shit. Yeah, all the other murders, they don't really talk about the brutality of it, necessarily. Yeah. Um, they really go into very much detail on the brutality of this one. Yeah, yeah. I think it's because it's the first murder and, like, everyone's freaking out. Yep. So then it cuts to John. Oh, yeah, he's at the AA meeting. He's at his AA meeting, yep. (laughs) Hi, I'm John, I'm an alcoholic. And they go, hi, John. (laughs) It's like the whole (laughs) scene. Yep, and then he's like, what does he say about his wife? Like, his ex-wife? He's like, I would never say anything bad about my ex-wife, but... I just want to take a bulldozer and just slowly creep into her house. Not that I want to hurt anyone. (laughs) (laughs) His dry sense of humor is... Half the time you think he's serious, because he probably is, but it's so funny. He just says everything so nonchalant. It's just, like, so deadpan. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, you're fired. Tell tell Bobby's fired or whoever. (laughs) (laughs) He he fired at least two or three people in the whole movie, which he had no authority to fire either of them. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I just want to go back and uh, talk about... So when PJ finds Brian murdered uh-huh. and then it shows the paw with the, with the full moon in it, mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. It's like the paw, it's like a wolf's paw and then the reflection of the full moon yes. like in the middle of the paw. It's really cool. Yes, it is so cool. I do like that part. They were really good with cool details like that. Yeah. 
And then, so John's at the AA meeting and he's like, kind of pauses and they're like, what's up? And then he's like, I don't hear anybody. That's weird. <laughs> so <laughs> there's like all this commotion. Cause like, are they in the basement of the sheriff's office? I think so. Okay. And then he realizes that everybody like left. So I think he realizes something's up and then it yeah. just like, and then they're just at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. I will. I do want to point out during the AA meetings or like during different conversations with people, he like calls out people that they were at the AA meetings. <laughs> Cause like at the, during the AA meetings, they never show, they only show John. So you only ever know that John's at these AA meetings, but oh, yeah. through like discussions and through like him saying Ricky or saying someone's name, you kind of know who is actually an alcoholic in this town. And it's like almost <laughs> everyone. <laughs> small town and i really like that like little tidbit like they want you to discover who's at this a- these aa meetings and i love that about this movie how they have the- it's like full of little like easter eggs that you can find yeah 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 so they go to the crime scene um and the sheriff is freaking out yeah he is not having a good day this is where you meet john's dad he's mm-hmm. the sheriff they just call him Sheriff Hadley. They do a really good job of not revealing that it's his dad. You can tell they have some kind of like relationship, like they're connected somehow. But they, you don't know that he's John's dad until about 10 or 15 minutes later. A couple scenes later. Um, yeah. when he's like, dad, like he makes a point to say dad. And you know you're supposed to be as an audience member go, oh my gosh, that's his dad. And you can kind of tell that like the sheriff's losing it and John's like trying to like protect him because he's just yeah. like go through me first and then tell my dad you know yeah then tell him but then uh sheriff the sheriff is like asking the medical examiner like trigger warning by the way yes trigger warning sorry he's like was she sexually assaulted and he's like you're gonna have to talk to the other detective and then he's like he asks again and then he's like there is no vagina. They took the vagina. <laughs> like I can, like I can take it. And like, because I love. He's like, I can take it. I'm old. I can take it. And they're like, we don't know. We we don't know because it it's, was taken. It's gone. It, it's not there. So, and that's the only murder that he takes the sexual organs out of the woman. Mm-hmm. But, and it's all women that get murdered too. Do you think he was creating his own like Frankenstein like monster? I don't know because he does take the head later. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Maybe. They don't really say. They really don't go into the, like the psychology of this killer, which was a bummer, yeah. but like that's not what the movie was about, so like I get it. Yeah. Well, I do like that this movie is just a family drama that just so happens to have a werewolf in it. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> yeah. They just use the um werewolf as a plot device to like yeah. ramp up the like anti, I guess. <laughs> And then uh, they're at the sheriff's office and the reporter's, like, asking questions and stuff. And John, again, is, like, really protective. Like, he's trying to, like, you know, make it seem like it was just an isolated incident and stuff. And I love that the sheriff's like, did I do good? Does that sound okay? Like, to the reporter. Yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, they're saying it's a massacre. And he's like, who said that? It's not a massacre. <laughs> oh, Yeah. Like, the whole time the other cops are, like, leaking stuff, it seems like. Yeah. The media keeps hearing stuff from the other cops. And John, like, freaks out every time. It's so funny. So then this is where you uh, find out that they're father and son. Yes. And then you also find out that the sheriff's having heart issues. Yes. And John's like, you need to step down. So then um, it cuts to Julia. She's asking the hillbillies questions. Oh, yes. About the night that they had, they encountered pj and brianne he took a picture of his receipt which is kind of weird yeah i don't know why he would do that and then he gives the phone to julia to show him the receipt he always wants an alibi yeah and he's like don't swipe left yeah he's like don't swipe left and then she, <laughs> she does, does it anyway, and he's like you're gonna need a what <laughs> i wonder what was a picture she didn't like make a face or anything she's just like yeah. was swiping he's like hey and she's like I just wanted to see your response. <laughs> I just like to imagine it's something like really bad. Yeah. Like something embarrassing. And then it shows Julia at home and she's just like 
eating ramen and looking this at is, Barry like this is the point where I was like I don't know if I like her or not and then she's like eating ramen while looking at these like murder photos I was like I like her a little bit more <laughs> is it weird that I thought about I thought about Stevie at that point I was like I feel no, like this is what Stevie would do <laughs> I did too because that's something she would totally do just like eat her ramen look at these gruesome crime scene photos yeah except except for Instead of crime scene photos, it would just be like uh, fan fiction. <laughs> like she's just reading fan fiction, like reading fan fiction, eating noodles, but just like that, like with her feet up and like. Oh yeah, like that's what she was like. Very interested in it, uh, Stevie. If you're listening to this, Stevie, we're not sorry. <laughs> she would totally admit to it if she was here. I I guarantee it. So then my notes are done. So. Oh, you're too engrossed in the movie to take I was too engrossed in the movie. I was just like, my last note is dad is sheriff. <laughs> That's my last note. <laughs> so, oops. So they're at the diner and they're like just talking about the case and the, I think his name's like Chavez or something. Yeah. He keeps saying, he keeps Chavez. saying it's an animal or something. Like he thinks it's something other than like a murderer. And John keeps like saying, no, it's not. It's a person and I'm going to find him. And then they were talking about bringing the FBI in. And again, John was like, no, we need to figure this out on our own. Kind of. There's a lot of like talk and discussion. And I think this was going on a lot during the filming time and even now. But like there's a lot of like illusion into like how cops are perceived. John does a lot of self-talking to like when he's talking to his daughter and he's like, I'm trying not to give you expectations <laughs> that are too high for me to reach. He's like trying to talk to her and like trying to be a good dad. So like, there's just a lot of modern day issues that they really yeah. try to like shed some light. And the on. jokes are like so dark, but also like, <laughs> like at one point they're talking about like they're the so woman missing her sexual organs, <laughs> so and, and John's just like, I don't know, they maybe he was gonna make a flashlight out of it or yeah. something. <laughs> It's just like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, just in like in his just dry tone and like he's like, I don't know, just <laughs> let's just figure it out. And like oh everyone's god. like, Oh my god, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Are you drinking again? What's what's going on? Uh, so then we go to murder number two with the snowboarder, the snowboard lady. She's like teaching the class and then they're like eating inside and she yes. like kind of looks up and like you can tell yeah. she sees something like she sees somebody like looking at her or something like she makes a weird face like she's scared mm -hmm. kind of yeah it's like she like doesn't like what she's seeing yeah and it's and like looking right into the camera like she's looking at you and you're like it's creepy you can't see what she sees but you know no. that she sees something like weird or something like and then uh yeah, and the score is just, like, it's zooming into her face and the score is going. It looks really cool. Yeah, and I'm like, what is going on with this? And, like, it did not make sense to me what she was seeing or what was happening until the end. And now I want to rewatch the movie just to, like, get all these little Easter eggs. Yeah, and then, then it's nighttime and she's, like, it's, like, closing time and she's talking to her friend about going to her, must be, like, her ex-boyfriend's house or something. And she makes a funny joke, like, He's the only guy in town, or something like that. <laughs> like, yeah, because like, because like, the her friend is like, when are you going to date someone that's like actually good enough for you? And she's like, when you find someone in town that actually likes me. Like being from a small town, that totally hit me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like being from a small town. Like, there's one other person yeah. that is single. Like, okay, you know, and like that's kind of what she was alluding to. And then she's like, she's like walking up to her van, which is like way at the end of the it's like super creepy it's like dark and like all snowy around her and there's like nobody yeah. in the parking lot she's walking out there alone and she's got this cool like kind of like hippie van yep i do like her van yeah it's awesome i do envy her van and in the distance you hear like a growl howl type thing like it's not really a howl but it's like a more of like a yell i guess yeah you kind of hear like a, like a noise yep she's got her headphones in and she's like trying to figure out what's going on. She put her head on phones back in and then heard a can like kicking across the, like someone was coming up, you know, like they kicked a can or something. And then she like takes it off. I think the biggest thing, like with all of these murders, every single person saw, saw it coming. Yeah. Like he wanted to make sure that they saw him. Yep. And that's so, and like, 
this is the first time we actually get to see who kills. Yeah, yeah. In a way. Yeah, and it keeps, like, it starts with that, like, cutting back and forth. Like, it cuts to, like, the next day, John's at the yeah. diner with, like, his wife and daughter. And they're kind of, like, basically... Yeah. Like calling him a bad dad, like she's going into um yeah. kind of school. Is it like a dance school or something like gymnastics? Well, she's going into yeah. gymnastics. She got a gymnastics scholarship, and the wife is just like, "You need to be there because the wife actually seems kind of like a bitch to me." But like, <laughs> but he's also a bad dad. So like, if I was her, I, would be I got that too. vibe from the beginning. Yeah. And he's just like, "I can't go because." of this murder like he's like i need to focus on this murder like yeah. blah 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 and she's yeah. like you better be there he's like i'm going to try and to be he's there. like i'm gonna be yeah. there he's like i'm gonna try to be there and then it's as he's talking to them it cuts back to like the uh the murder the woman getting murdered mm-hmm. she gets her arm like chopped off and stuff and she's just oh, like yeah. screaming and then it cuts back to the diner and then uh one of the sheriffs comes in or one of the cops comes in and they're like John, and then John knows exactly what it is. Like, and like no words were said. He just like he's just like panting, and John's like he looks all freaked out. And then he just like gets like, no. <laughs> John like knew right away. It was another just, like murder. straight pause. He's like fuck. And then they're at the crime scene, and like this is where things get so hectic. Like, like the cops are all around. The um, media's there, and like, and John's like put so and so on the phone. And he's like, I'm talking to them right yeah, now. They say it's dog fur. They say it's like <laughs> his yeah. ex-wife calls like, He's like, I'm working. He's like, I'm working. Don't never don't call me again. And he hangs up on her. The whole time I was like, this is my brain when I'm like full ADHD. Yeah. This this is exactly what like one thing delegates and it just does it's complete havoc. It's kind of like an anxiety inducing scene too, because there's so many things going on. And you're just like oh, ah. so bad. And everybody keeps saying it's an animal attack. And John's like, it's not an animal attack. And he's like freaking out. And then uh, I think Bo yeah. is one of the deputies. He leaks to the, he tells the media that it was a bear attack or something. And that's when John like gets in a fight with him. And I said, <laughs> this is like one of my favorite scenes. And like, it wasn't even really his fault. Cause he's like, what did you say? And he's like, they said it was a animal attack. <laughs> and like, the newsman just like rolls up their window because <laughs> they know that John is about to lose his yeah. shit. <laughs> like we were not supposed to hear that. We're gonna post it, but you know. And as all this is going on, it cut. It cuts in between the funeral and the crime scene. Yes, and it's just like him, like at the at the funeral, and then he's getting yelled at by like a family member or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you got to find this guy, blah, blah, blah. And then back at the crime scene, he takes Bo into the woods and like, like kind of like throws him to the ground and starts like beating him up. Uh, yeah. I love how he just, like, he just like open hand slaps him at the beginning. Yeah. Just, like open it. And then like, <laughs> and then Bo just like goes in for a punch and he just like tackles him. Oh, it's so great. And then you got the other deputy Chavez saying it's a werewolf. And he's like, like get off with this Roswell shit. <laughs> yeah. And then back at home the night of the crime scene or whatever, John starts drinking again. Mm-hmm. So this is like I, the beginning of his like spiral downhill. Like I do love that he was like, like he keeps like it kept throughout up until this point, it kept like pinging to like his microwave. And I was like, why is it pinging to his microwave? But it wasn't pinging to his microwave. Even though the microwave was the focus, it was pinging to actually his shelf above the microwave. Like he had a little cupboard above his microwave. Yeah. And that's where he stashed his alcohol, yep. which is funny because that's where I keep my alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> but so like I was like, OK, so that's where he keeps his alcohol. And then he pulls out. I was thinking he was going to have like some hard liquor or something. It's like two cans of beer. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, OK, you know, buddy, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like at this point, the town is like kind of getting frustrated that they haven't found the killer yet. Because mm-hmm. then you have the convenience store with like the sign. It says like <laughs> find the wolf man or something. I can't yeah. can't remember what it says. It says something about like a wolf man or something. Yeah. And that's when that's when uh sh- uh Sheriff Julia is there and she's like she's like asking him to take it down and he's like, I can't do it. 
I'm just doing what the boss says. And then she's yeah. like, she looks over at his car. She's like, I see those expired plates over there. <laughs> and then he's like, like okay, I'll, I'll take it, it down. down. <laughs> I like that she has kind of a dry sense of humor too. Yeah. Like everyone in this movie has like a very dry, at least the main people. Yeah. And she, <laughs> she had a whole, cause I was wondering, I was like, why is she holding a basket like that? Like that's a weird way to buy groceries. And then the next scene, she's putting the basket on on the desk and is like, this is for you. It's from Bo. And we're like, like no, it wasn't. You just bought this. Yeah. And then he's like, and then he fires them. He's like, well, he's I already like, did the paperwork oh, well, and you're fired. I did the paperwork, so you got to be out of the building in 20 minutes. <laughs> I hear WikiLeaks is hiring. <laughs> uh, and then, like, he, he calmly walks out and then just, like, all hell breaks loose in the hallway. He's, like, hitting shit. You can hear him. <laughs> yeah. John's like, well, back to business. Yeah. And then this is where they, like, bring up the werewolf thing again. They're like talking about wolf and they mention that they find a uh, wolf print in hair at the crime scene. Yes. And John just like kind of freaks out and he's like, it's not a wolf. It's not a wolf. I promise you. Is this where he says, he says, it's a person. I'm going to find him and I'm going to kill him. And then he's like, yeah, and like, I'll bring him in legally. And we're going to bring him in legally arrest him. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And they're like, yep. <laughs> Oh, and everything in this victim, everything was intact except the head was gone. The head was like completely gone. And her arm. I mean, her arm was chopped off. Her arm was chopped off, but it was at the crime scene, though. Her head was like missing. Yeah, her head was. Find her head. And then he's, uh, John's back home and he's uh, awkwardly talking to his daughter. (laughs) And he says, (laughs) and he's like talking about the murders or whatever. Do you have mace? Yeah, he's like, do you still have that mace I got you for communion? <laughs> Which is so funny because, it's so, so like, traditionally, kid. in my area, traditionally, communion happens when they're in second grade. <laughs> yeah. But I th- now they moved it up to, like, eighth grade, I think. But I just thought that was really funny because I'm like, around here, that's like a little kid with, like, pepper spray. <laughs> like, <laughs> pepper spray themselves or something. And like he makes a comment about what she wears, and he, she's like, "What do you mean? What do I wear?" And he's like, "Well, I, I just see how you know some people, even women, look at you. Some men and and, and some women, like <laughs> they were very like I don't know. It was very well. It was very an, a very awkward dad talk. For yeah, sure. for sure, for sure. And they have a very awkward relationship. I feel like they they do. Like he's just like the workaholic dad. Yeah, they want to love each other so bad, but there's no communication between the two of them. Yeah. Oh, this is where the they're uh, John and Julia are driving in the car, and they're talking about the case or whatever. And then he's like, Chavez thinks seems to think it's something else. And then Julia's like, well, he also believes in weird shit or something like that. He, he also believes that Men in Black is a documentary. Yeah, Men in Black is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get hit with the beer bottle just like yeah. randomly. That's an, that's another thing. Like there's a reason he knew that she that they got hit with a beer bottle. I think it's because when they were at the corner, remember they like kind of get in a spat. Yeah, but like I I don't know. I feel like cuz he's like at the corners and then He's like, oh, do yeah, your yeah. job. And he's like, I'm just the corner. And then he like. It's like, that is your job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when they're at the corners for the third murder is when they get in a fight, right? Oh, I think it was before that because that's when, he, that's why he threw the bottle. I think it was for the second murder. I think it was like when they cut, they're okay. cutting back and forth between like the murder and the. And that's what makes this so confusing because they cut so much in this yeah. movie. But it's cool, like, when you're watching it, but, like... Yeah, when you're watching it, it's, it, it's hard. Cool. When you're explaining it, it's like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah. And then it just shows the random tweaker, like, in his, like, crappy trailer, like, smoke... Oh, at this point, he's, like, yeah, like, huffing something. Or, got, like, or something. Yeah. They don't really say what it is. Yeah, Mitch, Mitch was like, what, what kind of drug is that? I said, I don't know enough drugs to know what that is. <laughs> yeah. All right, so there was um, John and Julie go to PJs and they're like asking oh, yes, questions, yes. and he's like kind of freaking out because he's like, "I've already been asked so many times. I've had enough of this. I've been through this too much." Blah blah blah, and uh, they're as- asking him like, "Do you remember anything?" Blah blah blah, and he's like, "No." And then he t- tells them what they did again and stuff like that. And he's getting upset, and then Julie is like, "Well, we got this stuff," 
like bring in stuff that we want to return to you and that's when he like starts like crying and shit and he's like freaking out having a hard time and then they're like all right this is awkward let's leave (laughs) and then when john's walking out pj stops him and he's like when you find him shoot him in the head until you can see the ground or something like that ground through his head like i was like oh he wants him dead he's pissed oh and then uh it goes to the the girl and the daughter at the diner they're sitting in the diner and the they, you don't see his face but like this creepy tall dude comes in yeah like a tall slim dude just like walks past the frame yeah and he's like can i sit here and she's like yeah sure and then he starts like asking her questions which is like where like female 101 we wouldn't do that <laughs> <laughs> i don't know how anyone would do that but like some dude when you're with your child and they're like, can I sit here? And there's empty tables all around because there were empty tables all around them. Yeah. And he wants to sit right next to her. And you want to sit? No. No, sir. You can go find your own damn seat. Yeah. And he's just like asking questions. It was so weird. He was just like, it's, it was so creepy. I hated the scene. Asking her about her life, kind of like where she went to school and stuff. And then and she's just openly giving him information, which, like, I think this is alluding to like the small townness. Yeah. Like, you don't want to be rude and stuff like that. Because, like, she made a comment. She's like, I knew he was from here because he said y'all. Yeah. <laughs> like, and so, like, that's why she was giving him information. Because, like, I find myself doing that too. If someone comes in to like where I work or something and like they make it kind of seem like they're from around here or whatever, like I will give them information that I would not give normal strangers because it's kind of like that small town feel like, Oh, do you know so-and-so that's my, you know, that's my uncle. And that's kind of what she was doing. She was like kind of telling him like, this is where I went to school, you know, like trying to make connections with him. So I do understand. Yeah. And then he just randomly says, like, that's a nice car out there. Yeah, something about, like, her car for sale. See the ads for him all the time. Yeah. And then that's when she was like, all right, I'm going to go, you know. I think she says, like, something like, oh, they forgot something on my sandwich. They they put onions on my sandwich, and I asked for no onions. And she immediately was like, and she knew she needed to call the police. Yeah. She goes up, and she's like, I need to talk to the police. Yeah. And then he walks out. Yeah. And then they're like interrogating, or not interrogating her, but like asking her questions. Yeah. They set up like a little, like this sheriff's office doesn't even have an interrogation room. <laughs> they like moved a coffee pot. They set up a folding chair and just went to town. Yeah. And they're just like asking everybody that was, at, I think at the diner or something questions, or are they just interrogating a bunch of people? I don't know. I think they were interrogating a bunch of people because they interrogated the, uh, hillbilly guys didn't they yeah uh, it was going so fast paced and like i can't keep up with who's who so i don't know like one guy was like you know that meat butcher's got a lot of meat back there i wonder where he gets it <laughs> like okay yeah it's just kind of like a montage of them like doing interviews with people and the yeah. said murderer actually shows up in the montage of like interviews or whatever yeah and that's what mitch pointed out he's like did you notice that i was like no i was trying to figure out who was who in the montage like i don't even know who. i don't know i didn't even know he was in that yeah at this point you like see his face like twice because at the diner they had his facebook profile picture whatever and they must have been looking into him, and that's why they were like investing or talking yeah. to him or asking him questions or whatever. And then after the interviews, he walks into the sheriff's office, his dad's office or whatever. Yeah. And that's when the EMT is checking out the sheriff. The EMT's in there, and he's like, he's like, how is he? And he's like, I'm fine. He's like, he's got a heart murmur. <laughs> yeah. like, he's like, oh my it. god, there's a clean bill of health. And he's like, <laughs> John looks at the EMT, knows his dad is lying. <laughs> like, it? He's got a heart murmur. He needed a real doctor. <laughs> he said I was fine. The EMT just awkwardly walks out, and John's like reaming into his dad. Yeah, like he wants to keep hearing it. Like he barely shuts the door. He's like, "You need to do this job from home. It's fine. Like nobody cares. Like you need to chill out." Yeah. And then the third murder takes place. Dun dun dun. The woman and the daughter from the diner, they're driving and they see a deer in the road and then she kind of stops. And I don't know why she gets out. 
I think she might have seen the handprint in it or something. Well, and I think, too, like, she grabbed her gun. I think she knew something was up. Was it blocking the road? It was blocking the road. Okay. It was in the middle of the road. She could not get around it. Okay. So she stops, and she grabs her gun, and she gets out, and then she goes up to the deer, and she sees that there's, like, a handprint, like, a cutout of the deer, which is really weird. Well, yeah, there's a handprint on the deer. Like, Like, when he killed it, he put his hand on the deer. Yeah. And they don't really explain that either, because, like, that's not really part of it. Like, the first murder, he takes the sexual organs. The second murder, he takes the head. And then the third, he just takes a hand out of the deer. So there's not really, like, a rhyme or reason to the murders. Does he even take anything from her? I don't think so. They don't mention that again. So I don't know if it's just, like, random. Like, he's just, like, randomly, like, doing stuff, maybe. Yeah. Every kill is just different, I guess. So, like, he took his handprint so they couldn't get... He took... So they couldn't get, like, rec- fingerprints off of the deer carcass. Yeah. Why he had his handprint on there in the first place, I don't know, but... But this is when you kind of start to see, like, John's forensic... Like, because from beforehand, like, no one in this town is anywhere near equipped to deal with murders um they have no idea what they're doing but john like makes some inferences that like kind of make sense but you're like you're kind of pulling shit out of your ass dude yeah this one when they go to the scene and they see a chunk so there's just a square cut out of this deer he immediately knew he took his handprint away yeah and you're starting to see, like, he's actually pretty well-equipped forensically to know this kind of stuff and know, like, he saw the scene and he knew what was going on because he's been studying stuff. He, like, is, like, really trying to do his best to solve this these murders. Yeah, and the one cop's like, it was probably just a hunter without a license. And he's like, does this look like yeah. a hunter without a license? And he's, like, freaking out. <laughs> yeah, he's like, come on down over here and tell me this he's is a hunter like, without a license. <laughs> Oh my gosh. He's so mean to the other cops. It's so funny. He so is. But he's like right too, so I can't really Yeah. And from the point where she gets murdered, it's like doing that thing again. It's like where it's like cutting back and forth, mm-hmm. like cutting to the funeral, cutting to the crime scene, yeah. cutting to her getting murdered. Like I think is forth. this the point where where they get in a fight? Because he's like I think so, yeah. This is where they get in a fight. So I don't know how he knew that he threw the beer bottle. Something else was missing. I guess they just had beef or something. I don't know. Yeah. But he knew because then the, yeah, that's later on though. But yeah, he's beefing with the morgue guy. He like beats him up. And this is where he's like going downhill to like drinking more and stuff. Mm -hmm. Because then it shows later that night that he's like drinking a bunch. Mm -hmm. And uh, he puts his daughter to bed because she's sleeping on the couch. And then he starts drinking Listerine. And like, yeah. and then he's in the kitchen and he falls down and breaks the stove. He just like, falls out and breaks the stove straight out. And then it just cuts to the tweaker dude, like burning that body randomly. And I think this is like yeah. supposed to be like a red herring. Like you think it's him. And for me, this is immediately when I was like, so it's not the tweaker dude. He threw a match into a wood pile that had like a naked lady in it. Just like a naked dead body. Yeah. They never mention anything else about this dead body ever. Yo, well, they do say the name of it. Later on when he ODs and gets caught, they say, oh, they found whoever. I thought they just said they found his um, body or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. Remember her or whatever. Okay, okay. So they do they do mention her. They do mention, uh, okay. But they don't like say, like, I guess she was another person that was missing. But for me, like, I automatically knew because, so the first killings were not necessarily random attacks, but they were at random times. They were all at night. They were very, um... Brutal. Brutal. Very bloody. This girl was not bloodied at all. Maybe it was just, like, a domestic thing when he just killed her and then it was an isolated incident and they just showed it just to be, like... Maybe he's mm-hmm. the killer or whatever. Because then they show the wolf tattoo, too. He was really a red herring, for sure. Because, like, he has a wolf dog. He has a wolf tattoo. Anytime he would shoot up, they would, like, make, like, you know, make it seem like, oh, he's shooting up, so he's going to turn into a wolf kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of what they alluded to. So I totally... 
yeah, they totally made it like a red herring kind of thing for him. Yeah. And then this is where uh, John starts reading in the library about werewolves and stuff. Oh, okay. And then it's yes. like kind of like another montage. There's a lot of montages. <laughs> yeah, there is. And he's like in the car with Julia and they're talking about like how werewolves were started or whatever. Like, yes. And then... Yeah. And he's like, actually it happened because during full moons, because that's when they could see, yeah. and, you know, they'd have a woman brutally murdered and then they'd say only, a, you know, and what, how did he word it? He said something about like, he was like, it's always a man killing a woman. Has it always been like that? Yeah. And Julia was like about ready to shoot him. Like, like she was like, have women been dealing with this since the middle ages? Yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. So like, that's another thing like they do talk about and they do kind of joke about like, they make a lot of cop jokes. Yeah. They make a lot of like violence against women. And I don't want to say jokes, but they make a lot of like, references or like comments like that like has has it always been like this and like she's like very expressive in her facial features and she was about ready to murder him she's like you're gonna be number four <laughs> i will do this on the south of road <laughs> and then the librarian wakes him up <laughs> yeah. in the library and startles him and he's like whoa why would you do that blah blah, blah. he's like if someone comes in here and rents out all the spooky books and you don't sneak up on them and scare them. And fall asleep. Don't sneak up on them. If it was any other of my guys, you would be a dead man. Or he says something like, you would be a dead man. Yeah. There would be a shootout or something like that. And then the librarian was just like, and like you'd be gone, Ray. He's just like, oh, really? Like, what? With his little cute little sweater. And he like tucks. He's like, oh, really? He's like, you're walkie-talkie. He calls it a walkie-talkie, which I found funny because cops always call it a radio. He's like, your walkie-talkie was going off. <laughs> all right. So is this the point where they're like, all right, we're going to we're gonna find this guy? Yeah, it's like a full moon and they're like expecting yeah. him to kill again. So they're all like mm-hmm. in the office. They're all suited up, ready to go, ready to hunt yeah. this killer down. <laughs> he says... I'm not going to ask you to pray because I don't want the lawyer. <laughs> yeah, the lawyer bullshit or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so a moment of silence. And they're all just like standing there awkwardly. Yeah. And then like they all walk away and you can tell that the sheriff's like having like heart issues. And John's like, you're going to the hospital. He tells the front desk lady to get him to the hospital. I love the front desk lady. What's her name? Like Carla or something. Yeah. She only has like two scenes, but they're like super major scenes in my opinion. And I love them. Yeah. You can tell like everyone just loves her so much. Is it Carla or Barbara? I don't know. I can't remember. She has a very like old lady name. I love it. A typical old lady name. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they take him to the hospital and then he just like runs out with his gun. Yep. And I guess he just sits in his car because... After the scene we're about to talk about, he just, like, takes off. Yeah, patrolling around. And then the daughter and the boyfriend comes and gets the daughter, and they're, like, making out in their, like, Jeep or whatever. His Jeep. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they see the neighbor, like, pointing at something, and the werewolf, like, attacks their car. Yeah. And John gets called out to the attack. He goes out there. And then... <laughs> and he's, like, shooting, like, crazy. Yeah. I'm like, you're gonna kill your daughter! <laughs> and then the werewolf, like, runs away, and he's just, like talking to his daughter and he's like i'm working right now what are you doing like he's more concerned about the work than his daughter <laughs> he's like are you kidding me like what are you doing you're supposed to be at home and she's like you're not you didn't even ask if i was okay he's like well you should have been at home <laughs> which like he kind of has a point but like i totally get where she's coming from yeah she's like i'm bleeding from my head you better take me to the hospital right now and i, I do love the little point where she's like i was with Bo, and like she's like he left you and she's like that's not the point <laughs> oh yeah the boyfriend left her because then he goes to the boyfriend's house after this scene. Well, because he's marching in the hospital, just like back and forth. I'm like a maniac with a gun in a hospital. How is this? He's just like marching back and forth. Yeah. He's antsy. It's his dad and then his daughter, both in hospital beds. And so he takes he takes her thumb and like to unlock her phone. And I guess he found like pictures or something. He figured out that Bo was the guy that uh, was the deputy or whatever that he fired was the one that was messing with her. It was just his, just her boyfriend. It's just her boyfriend. Okay. But he goes to the house because he left her at the crime scene. Like he, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just left her there yeah. after they got attacked. But yeah, he shows up at his house with, he's like, does he have a mask on? I can't remember. He's, I don't know 
what he has on. It looks kind of like a, like a cloth lampshade. <laughs> like, at first I thought it was like ladies' underwear, but it wasn't. I don't know what it was. <laughs> He's got some sort of mask. And then he gets, and then the mom comes in and pepper sprays him. And then he he leaves. She realizes who he is. And she's like, oh, and then she starts smacking her. I guess it's her son. Yeah. Like, smacking her son, too. Like, you deserve this. <laughs> she starts smacking him. She's like, what did you do? After she realizes it was the sheriff. And <laughs> so then he goes and pours milk on his face as as you hear her, like, like yelling at her son. And then he goes, he goes back to the hospital and the daughter's there and she's like, where have you been? And she's like, dad. And then he realizes that the sheriff passed away. His dad passed away. And this is when he like really starts spiraling. Like he starts drinking mm-hmm. a lot. And yep. And that's when Carla has a second, her second scene. I'm calling her Carla or Barbara. I don't know what her name actually is, but I love that lady. Everyone needs one of those in her, in your life. She like comes in and is like, honey, do you, <laughs> he's like talking, like just having like a therapy session with himself because Carla's like not having it, I guess. And he's like, you know, I just, I miss him so much and all this stuff. And she's like, honey, your, your truck is in the middle of the parking lot. <laughs> in the middle of the road. Yeah, in the middle of the road. And he's like, I just miss my dad. And he's just going off. And she's like, honey, do you want me to move your truck? <laughs> I guess you're not going to let me move it. He was so pretty. And she's like, no, I'm not, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and then he pulls out his tooth, which I don't know. Yeah, I don't get that part. I don't know if that's, like, alluding to the fact that maybe he's the werewolf. Yeah. Because, like, it kind of, like, there's other points when, like, it cuts back and forth, like, between, like, a full moon and him, like, drinking and stuff. So it's kind of like, maybe he's the werewolf or something, you know? Yeah, I don't know why he pulls out his own tooth. Yeah. Because, like, I guess if you were a werewolf, maybe, like, your body would start, you know, things would start falling out and happening. I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, the tweaker ODs and just, like, falls out of his trailer. Yeah, which I, that scene was great. I don't know why I enjoyed it so much. It was just <laughs> satisfying to, like, I don't know. And the dog just kind of, like, sniffs him. Yeah. Like, you know he's going to eat him. And then it's, like, the next day or something. I don't know. John's, like, at the sheriff's office and he's like pouring like whiskey into his coffee and stuff and she's like julia comes up to him she's like are you sick again like you know and then she's like we caught him he's some druggie that you know blah 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 and then they mention the body that they found burned yeah, or whatever yeah. but then like the case is closed and they're just like john's returning stuff to the the families like yeah and then he goes back to AA and he's like, kind of like, I guess he's like back on the wagon, you know? Oh yeah. Cause there is a point we did miss the point where he was kicked out of AA. Oh yeah. When he was like super smiling. <laughs> and like, he was like talking shit on someone's wife <laughs> about her Facebook <laughs> posts. And then like, you can hear the guy stand up and he's like, fine, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like returning stuff to people. And then, and as he's doing this, Julia is going through all the evidence and like pulling stuff out. And like, you can kind of see everything they've collected. And like, you can see where he photocopied a book from the library. <laughs> and it, like it's like a really bad photocopy and she just kind of looks at it and shakes her head and puts it in the evidence box and like she finds a thing of twine and she's like because she looks at it and goes what the heck and like kind of puts it back in the box and then pj calls yeah and he says like you left something here yep. and then she's like oh that was for you that was Brian's stuff or whatever and then he's like no you left a seam ripper or something that's not ours yeah and then she's like oh you can just send it to the police and then she's like thinking about it she's like seam ripper that's weird and then that's when it clicks yeah and she hang up on that one yeah <laughs> she, like, that, was like oh shit they didn't catch the killer and it's actually someone else yep. dun 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 and then it cuts over to john and he's like knocking on this guy's door and he answers and he kind of like invites him in and he goes in and he's like talking to him about the case and stuff and immediately you know this guy's creepy like he's just kind of odd yeah but you know you don't really get a bad vibe from him he's just a little odd um kind of awkward very involved in the case yeah and this is the guy that they interviewed earlier in the mm-hmm. interview montage. Which I didn't realize that. Mitch had to point this out to me. Yeah, and he says something earlier in the movie when they're getting interviewed. He says something about his wife. 
So then when they're in the house and he's like asking him questions and stuff and they're like drinking coffee and he says something about John asks him about his wife and he says, oh, I'm actually not married. I think that's when it clicks for John. That's when it clicks like, for John. Oh shit, this guy is the killer. So then he's like, all yeah. right, I got to get out of here. And then he goes outside and then he comes back and he's like, something's not right. He comes back, knocks on the door and I love this scene. So Paul comes to the door and he's like, something doesn't click right here. And then he's like, can you stand up to your full height? And he just slowly like, like gets up. to like it's such a eerie scene. I don't know. It's, it's so creepy. Scene. And then, and then yeah. John's just like, yeah. And then Paul shuts the door in his face. John calls for backup. So there's no signal. And then he breaks into the house and he's like, kind of like searching around the house with his gun out. And he finds like the, I think he, does he find the girl's head or something? So like when he's searching around the house, yeah, he sees, he opens the door and there's like the girl's head and he's like, ah, yeah, Paul's like, he sees like a bunch of taxidermy stuff. Yeah. So it does pan out when he's walking out or I don't know, at one point it pans out and the guy, that house he's at, that John is at, Paul, Paul, Paul is a taxidermist. Yeah. And so that's where the needle and thread come in. And so you're like, oh shit, what's going on? Did, you know, like, where does this feed into the werewolf part? Like, I knew at this point what was going to happen and, like, how it all fit in. Um, do you want to keep it a secret? Well, I mean, it happens right here. So, yeah, <laughs> pretty much Paul's revealed as the killer. Yeah. He stabs John and, like, kind of, like, howls like the wolf or whatever. Yeah. And, like, stabs John. And then he goes out and he's, like, getting into his suit. Mm-hmm. And he howls again. And then he runs into the woods. And John chases after him. It's a pretty cool scene. Like, there's, like, running through the woods. And it's all snowy and dark. And, like... And John's, like, dying of yeah. a knife wound. Because it was, like, a big-ass knife that he stabbed him with. And he, like, yeah. had him by the mm-hmm. neck and, like, was, like, stabbing him pretty good. Yeah. So they're, like, running through the woods. And then Julia shoots him, right? Yeah, and then, like, because you know that they're, like, it's at the point where, like, one of them, or both of them's gonna die. You don't know. And then, like, a shot rings out, and Julia, like, had come up, because she figured it out, too, and knew where to go. Yeah, so she shoots him, and then John just comes up to him (laughs) and just shoots him, like, three or four times in the head. Like, going back to what PJ said. Yeah, as many times as his, like, he, you even hear, like, a little click, and... Like, he he tried to keep shooting, but he was out of bullets. Yeah, and he's not doing too good. He's just, like, no. stabbed. Julie's like, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, there's, like, a bunch of fireworks going off, because I guess it's New Year's, I'm assuming. Yeah. I'm not sure, because, like, a bunch of fireworks start going off, so I don't know if it was because it was New Year's or what. And, like, over the fireworks, Julie is, like, mouthing, like, are you okay? And, like, he kind of shakes his head, like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> And then he just like there's a scene of like him and his dad, and he just like falls over. <laughs> <laughs> then the movie's pretty much over. It just shows uh, the daughter is going to college. Julia's the sheriff now. Yeah, Julia's the sheriff, and she's the one that takes the daughter to college. And the daughter's like, "You don't have to be here." And like she's on the phone with her mom, and her mom's like, "Oh, she's in trap." Like the mom's in traffic. The mom didn't even make it. Yeah, the mom was like. You know, it kind of shows like the type of person the mom was because like she was like bullying the dad into being like, you know, I don't care if there's a murder scene. You need to be there to support your daughter. But then she's like not there because of traffic. Like, you know. Yeah. So it really shows (laughs) the type of person the mom is. And so like at this point, you think that John died. Like they're hugging. Like that's her new parental figure. And then John just like appears in the doorway. Hi, honey. (laughs) Yeah. Just to have another awkward like father-daughter situation there yeah they never really get a good uh, relationship going because then he he just says he just says i left you some protection and she's like ew dad gross and she starts yelling at him and then he just kind of leaves yeah and then she goes in and like look like looks and finds the condoms and kind of starts laughing like oh my god i can't believe my dad put condoms in my drawer and then, like, she keeps looking and finds something else. Yeah. But you, they never show what that something else is. And so then he's, like, walking out. That's why he was redoing his belt on the way out. Oh. Would that have been his holster? Yeah, probably. Well, no, because I don't... He at put this his, point, I don't think he's a cop anymore because she's the sheriff. Yeah. So that's probably why he gave her his gun. Yeah. 
I think you're right, yeah. Because you did say something about him, like, pulling up his pants. Like, he was, like, redoing his belt. I'm like, why is he redoing his belt? I guarantee that's why he was redoing his belt, because he took off his gun and gave it to her. Because he's not wearing the uniform at all. Yeah. And he's like, puts on, like, a whatever college, like, a university hat of whatever college she's going to. It's kind of like he's, like, taking off his uniform and being a dad for once. And, Yeah. I do like the end where the guys were like, oh, have you heard the new gymnastics girls are in? Fresh meat. And he just like stands there and he's <laughs> contemplating murder. So yeah. Like, you know, he's like. <laughs> it kind of shows that he like calmed down a little bit because like the old him probably would have been like freaking out on him. But then he just kind of like yeah. walks away calmly. Yep. And then it's over. Credits roll. This is just done. Good movie. Good movie. It was a good movie. What's your rating? We can't forget the rating. For two for two now. Are we still doing out of ten or five or what? Out of ten. Out of ten. All right. Well, letterbox, I give it five out of five. So I guess I'm giving it ten ghoulies again. Ten ghoulies, really? You're gonna find that a lot with me. I I give <laughs> movies like perfect ratings all the time. <laughs> so, like I'm giving it an eight. Um, an eight. I really really liked it. I really enjoyed it. The reason I'm giving it an eight is because it's not one of those movies that you can just like watch and enjoy once. But like you have to watch this multiple times just to get it. And I think it's a very niche movie. Yeah. But I adored it. Definitely recommend it. I definitely recommend it. If you like anything to do with werewolves, I 100% recommend it. If you like anything to do with like true crime, definitely I recommend it. I wouldn't say it was scary at all. So like horror wise, I wouldn't give it a high rating. But, like, true crime, if you're into true crime or if you're into werewolf movies or anything like that, definitely give this one a watch. I had never heard of it before. I was just, I literally just Googled werewolf movies because I was like, we're watching a werewolf movie for my pick. And that's what we got. So, yeah, I I found this quote of uh, Jim Cummings talking about the inspiration for the film uh-huh. in a 2020 interview with Robert Ebert. He says uh, the inspiration for the film, the myth of the werewolf is really about anger. It's about a guy who doesn't have control over his anger once a month, so he goes out and kills people. It's closer to a serial killer story. I was I was reading books of FBI profiler John Douglas and watching the first season of Mindhunter, which is a really good show. It's uh It is a really good show. David Fincher show on Netflix. So good. Yeah. Anyways, I read every book by Douglas. He was one who inspired the Silence of the Lambs nineteen ninety one. That author, Thomas Harris, hung out at the FBI Academy in Quantico, and Douglas played recordings of serial killers. It was one of the first serial killer movies that was inspired by John's work. I thought I could do a horror movie in the style of Zodiac, but as a comedy. And it's kind of structured that way. Yeah. And it feels David Fincher-esque, though it's also almost Danny McBride-style comedy, which is like so true. That like sums up the movie pretty good yeah <laughs> i will say i did as someone who's like super into like criminology and like the psychology behind killings and like why they do it i can totally see that they did a lot of research it, it didn't impact the movie very much but like you can tell as someone who's like done a lot of research myself and like watched almost every true crime documentary there is that has to do with the <laughs> psychology of murders it doesn't surprise me that he read a bunch of books about criminal psychology and stuff because they could have went into such detail of his psyche and they didn't, which I don't think they needed to, but it's there. It's in the movie itself. Like how he targeted his victims, like he stalked his victims, even though you didn't really know it. And you can tell the research was done. And I really, really liked that. And there was like little hints here and there of like, someone knew what they were doing when they like a lot of times when I watch like recreations of like true crime type esque or like detective like shows, it's hard for me to watch because I'm like, this isn't how it is in real life. But this one was done really, really well. I mean, obviously there were some parts that were a little bit more theatrical and like for the funny side and for the comedy, they like, I was like, if this happened at a real crime scene, we would have like the defense attorney would have a heyday. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> But, like, since it was just a movie, like, they did really good, and I really, really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yeah. So you want to talk about the reveal? Did you like that? Well, first of all, did you think it was a real werewolf, or did you think it was a person? Okay, so I 
thought it, like when they show like they show you the real werewolf and i was like okay so it's a werewolf but then i was like kind of confused because it took me until probably when the guy died to realize that it was an actual person yeah did you like that it was an actual person kind of yeah or would you rather it have been an actual werewolf? i don't know so like i like the idea that it was a person as a wolf not just like a person pretending to be a werewolf kind of thing. Like I know those sound like the same things, but like he dressed up as a wolf and became a werewolf. Yeah. I think it makes it scarier too. Like that. It was a person and not a werewolf. Like it's more creative, I think. Yeah. And I don't know. It made it more real. Like you could almost see this happening. Um, There are actual cases where stuff like this has happened. Yeah. Pretending to be a werewolf and killing people is not common, but it's common enough to have a word for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I think it would have been funny though, if it was an actual real werewolf and like, yeah. they would have had like John, like be like, Oh shit, it is a real werewolf. Cause the whole time yeah. it's like, it's not a fucking werewolf. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, you guys. But yeah, I I, I like the reveal. I've heard people like say they don't like it but oh no i liked i liked it 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 was good i really want to rewatch this movie already i just i just love the reveal though like can you stand up to full height for me please and it just just slowly (laughs) goes up. it's so creepy like he doesn't want to do it and then he's like all right oh man and then he just like slowly gets to full height i think the reason i didn't think that was because like when it shows the werewolf, like it shows them so big. And I think part of that is it's like showing it from the perspective of the victims. Yeah. So every time you see the werewolf, except like one scene, it's from the perspective of a victim. So that's going to be like a bigger, they're going to, you know, like their mind's going to make it bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that on purpose. Honestly, when I first showed the werewolf, my first thought was, don't make it ugly. Like, make it, like, decent. <laughs> it actually looks pretty good. Yeah. You only see the full werewolf in one scene, though. Yeah. You see him in... Just the one where he attacks the girl that was, like, the snow snowboarder instructor, whatever. Yes. That's the only time you fully see the werewolf. Or the man in a wolf's costume. The man wolf. <laughs> well, that was Wolf of Snow Hollow. I think we're... That's a wrap, people. Yeah. Next episode should be Stevie's Stevie's birthday episode. Yeah, Stevie's birthday episode. Do we know what she picked? Um, Stevie gave two movies, I guess. Oh, okay. Either between the Black Phone or Talk to Me, which are both really good. So, okay. I'm so, curious to see what watch both pick. movies. It'll be a surprise. We'll put it on our socials when we do figure out. Yeah, I'll I'll put the link tree in the description. So follow us on social medias, and then this episode should be out. Like on the 15th. So then we're going to shoot for every other week. So, like, yep. we'll do the 15th and then the 29th this month. So, yep. Yeah. All righty. All right. Horror ghoulies Bye. out. Horror ghoulies Bye. out. Ghoulies and werewolves. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye.